What up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Episode number 62. Man, I've been watching The Sopranos. I started it yesterday, so I'm on like episode 4 of season 1. It's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. I recently finished watching Bleach. I started watching Yu Yu Hakusho again, but I like watching it in English and the rest of the episodes are only in Japanese, so I have to sit there and read the subtitles. So I put the brakes on that for right now and I started watching The Sopranos. So it's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. The fights this weekend, Amanda Nunes versus Juliana Pena. What else? There's the Contender series. I believe the first episode of the new season was today. Never been a really big fan of the Contender series. The Ultimate Fighter just wrapped up. The finale is on the weekend after the coaches fight, which I find really strange, but okay. That's about it, guys. Remember, follow me on Punch the Mouth Official on Instagram, official underscore PITM on Twitter. Deuces, guys. Later. Peace. What up, everybody? I hope everybody's had a good weekend. Everybody's had a good week so far. We are on, technically, it's Tuesday. But by the time you hear this, it is going to be Thursday. So I hope you've either had a good week so far or the good week is going to turn into a good weekend very, very soon. We are going to go into the London card. The UFC preview, we're going to talk about Bellator, what happened there. We're going to clear up the Nate Diaz situation. We're going to talk about Peter Yan versus Sean O'Malley and Patty Pimlet's next move. And then we'll give closing thoughts. Let's get into it. Bellator results. Jeez, this was kind of hard to watch. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. It was hard to watch. Okay, the first one I want to talk about is Lorenz Larkin versus Mohamed Berkmanov. No contest, illegal elbow. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I have this assumption that these are some hard dudes fighting in MMA. So I would assume, because the elbow didn't seem to land, but I didn't see it. But again, I'm not a fighter. So there's a lot of going into fighting compromise after an illegal hit. Like you're compromised. Is it going to affect the outcome? And you don't want to affect the outcome that way, which is understandable. But the way these guys act sometimes, man, like, I don't know. Like, they act like they died. Like, that's not... Like, I get you're hurt, and you don't want to continue that time, but don't act like you died. Like, that happened to Eddie Alvarez, and then that happened here. So it became a no contest. Running back. That's all I can say. Usman Nurmagomedov versus Chris Gonzalez. Give this boy a title shot, bro. Usman beats him. Submission guillotine give Usman a title shot I don't know why he's not fighting a ranked opponent you know what for that because you're gonna give Tofik the title shot because he beat Sydney outlaw in 30 seconds have Usman fight Sydney 
and then have Tofik fight Patriki. Tofik already has a win over him, but Patriki's the champion. Tofik beat him in Ryzen. So now they're gonna fight in Bellator. So you should have Usman fight Sydney and Tofik and Patriki fight on the same card. Because I don't get why you gave him Chris. I don't know why they gave Usman Chris Gonzalez if he's already the number three guy. And I'm gonna say something, and this is gonna make a lot of people upset. But I believe Usman Nurmagomedov is the best lightweight in all of MMA. I believe the better fight for Charles Oliveira is Usman Nurmagomedov because I believe Charles beats Islam, but he has a harder time fighting Usman because of Usman's stand-up. Because I give Charles the advantage in the stand-up and then the ground, it's a toss-up. But here with Usman, I, I give it toss-up both ways because he's good on the ground too. So I don't know, man. Like to me, Usman Nurmagomedov is probably even better than Khabib. Of course, he's Umar's. I don't know if he's older or young. I think he's younger than Umar. But they're brothers. Jason Jackson versus Douglas Lima. This was hard for me to watch because I was a part of the web conference for the media. And I was. they picked me to ask Douglas a question. And I asked him, I'm like, with what happened in the Amosov fight, like, what do you take away from that? He's like, yeah, well, like. I didn't really fight back. Like, I'm going to surprise a lot of people in this fight. Now, there are two red flags for me here. One is that he missed weight. He weighed in at 172.8. Like, something's going on there. And then two, if you noticed, if you watched the fight, he had tape around one of his ankles. So I don't know if he went into that fight injured or something because, like, he seems odd. Like, what happened to Tyrone Willie seems to be happening to Douglas Lima. Like, they just seem flat. Like, I don't know what's going on there. And, like, I don't count the Gegard Musasi performance that because he was doing good at the end. But, like, what is the Amosov performance? Um, This last one with, with Jason Jackson, excuse me. Like, he seems off. I don't know why. But, I don't know, man. We'll get into it. Hopefully, we'll figure out. He figures out what he wants to do next. I know he's not going to retire. He already said as much. The next time we will see Bellator is on August 12th for... Neiman Gracie versus Goichi Yamauchi. Valentin Modovsky will return against Steve Maori. Limane McFarlane will fight Bruna Ellen. Austin Vanderford fights Anthony Adams in the featured prelim. That's, That's a good fight right there. I'm going to watch that one. Keeping my, my eye out for that. Let's move on to UFC London Blades versus Aspinall. Vulcan Ozdemir defeats Paul Craig 30-27 across the board. Molly McCann beats Hannah Goldie. TKO spinning back elbow and punches. Nikita Krilov beats Alexander Gustafsson. KO punches. Patty Pimblett defeats Jordan Levitt. Submission rear naked choke. Jack Hermanson defeats Chris Curtis. Decision unanimous 29-28, 29-28, 30-27. Curtis Blades defeats Tom Aspinall TKO knee injury. I want to start with Molly McCann. I cannot believe back-to-back wins with the spinning back elbow. She tweeted out to The Rock, can I get the people's elbow as part of my finishing move? He goes, it's all yours, champ. It's all yours. And then Nikita Krilov versus Alexander Gustafsson. I don't know, man. I don't know. If Nick, like, Here's the thing. People are calling for Alex to retire, right? But what if Nikita Krilov is just a killer and we're not giving Alex the credit he deserves? People called for Luke Rockhold to retire after he lost to Jan Brakovic. Look at what Jan Brakovic did since that fight. 
Yeah, he lost to Glover, but he's went what like four and one since he fought um Rockhold. I'll give you a more factual number. But my point is like, what if this is the beginning of something great for for Nikita Krylov? Let's see. Since he beat Luke Rockhold, right? That's what we're looking at. Since he beat Luke Rockhold, he beat Jacare, he beat Corey Anderson, he beat Reyes for the belt, he beat Israel. He lost to Glover and then he beat Rackage. So that's one, two, three, four, five. He's gone five and one since he beat Luke Rockhold. So we don't know if this is something big for Nikita c- coming up because he also beat Johnny Walker a few fights back, if I remember correctly. Keep an eye out for Nikita Krilov. Let's see the rankings. Hmm? He's not get updated. He's number 11. Haven't fight Vulcan. Vulcan's number 9. Or haven't fight Paul Cr- I don't think these things got updated. Today's Tuesday, right? Okay, I don't know if these got updated. I think they have because they have somebody up and people down. But if Nikita Krilov is number 11, he can fight Vulcan Ozdemir since they both won. Patty Pimlet versus Jordan Levitt. Man, the fact that Patty's friend committed suicide and he found out the Friday before the fight is absolutely insane to me and he still performed the way he performed. That was crazy, man. Is he in the top 15? He's not, but he's making that barstool money. I don't think he's in any rush. But the fight itself, the fight was great. A lot of people saying Patty was struggling in the first round. I just saw him trying to get his range. But once he got him to the floor and trapped his arm with his leg, he was money, man. And people say, yeah, he struggled in the first round, so he won the fight. He won the fight. I believe he should get a top 15 guy next, but only if he's going to sign a new contract. Because if he's on that starter contract still, or honestly, if he's still on the starter contract, he should fight a top 15 guy next and be like, after this fight, I want a new contract. Because let's be honest, Patty Pimlet's bigger than 80% of the lightweight division. That guy is famous, man. I'm telling you, he's got the star power of Conor McGregor. But as long as he doesn't let it go to his head like Conor did. Cause let's face it, Conor let it go to his head. If he doesn't let it go to his head like Conor did, the dude could be even bigger than Conor. I'm being serious. And he says, I want to fight one more time this year. And there's only two slots left, right? Because I'm pretty sure at this point, this guy's too big not to put on pay-per-view. There's only two pay-per-view slots left, right? The one in November and the one in December. So those are two good months to keep an eye out for Patty's return. As to who he would fight, I have no idea. He should fight Taporia. They were having a back and forth um, at the UFC London in March. So we'll see what happens. But I'm excited to see what's next for that guy. Um, Jack Hermanson versus Chris Curtis. Um, it was a very technical fight on Jack Hermanson's part. Chris Curtis was getting frustrated because he couldn't get him to stop moving. And then the the most action came at the end of that fight because he was like, F you, man. And then the, the other dude goes, F you, bitch. And I was like, whoa, whoa. That was a little aggressive. So he apologized after that, but it's cool, you know. You do what you have to do. It was a short notice fight. What's next for Jack? What rank is he? Number eight. Honestly, he should try to fight Sean Strickland. I know Sean beat him already, but he should try and get that one back. Especially after Sean getting knocked out the way he did by Alex Pereira. Or he could fight Derek Brunson. 
interesting. Main event, Tom Aspinall versus Chris Curtis Blades. I was going to say Chris Curtis again. Oh, my God. Anyway, is the UFC cursed or something? Like, are, is Juliana and Amanda, they're going to do something and something's going to pop? That's two weekends in a row. A main event ends in an injury like that. First, it was Brian with his shoulder. And then now it was Tom with his knee. Now, Chris Curtis, I mean, again, there you go. Curtis Blades said something very interesting, right? He said, let me see if I, if I can't find it, I'll, I'll remember off the top of my head. Oh, here it is. This is Chris Curtis. I'm not risking my ranking with a rematch. I won the fight heading into the fight. I envisioned the winner, which is me, would be fighting the winner of Tuivasa and get gone. So I'm not going to pass up an opportunity to fight these guys when it's right there. To wait for Tom Aspinall to heal and run it back. Curtis, you must listen to this show. Because I've been saying this. The winner of this fight should fight the winner of Gan and Tuivasa. And so is Curtis. Me and him are on the same page. Let's do it. In December. Depending on how these guys come out. Because Curtis is fresh. Curtis could go tomorrow. Curtis has no injury. I'm pretty sure he got cleared by the doctor right away. He has no type of injury. Now it depends how Tuibasa and Gang come out of their fight. But I do agree with him. I believe that's the right fight for him. The winner of Tuibasa and Gang should fight. Gan should fight Curtis Blades. Because now the chess piece of Tom Aspinall is out right now. He's off for right now. So now the chess pieces on the board are Curtis Blades, Tai Tuibasa, Hiro Gan, John Jones. Stipe and Francis. Francis, I believe, isn't going to fight for the rest of the year. I have not talked to anybody to confirm that. That's just my opinion. I believe he won't fight for until next year because of his knee injury. That's still crazy how he fought with that injury, isn't it? Crazy craziness. So, I don't know if the main events right now are cursed. Uh, let's pray for Juliana and Amanda that they come out right now. They will, they will. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. They're going to come out all right. It's going to be a good fight. All right, let's move on to UFC 277. You got Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunes. Brandon Moreno versus Kai Kara Friends for the interim flyweight belt. Derek Lewis versus Sergey Pavlovich. Alejandro Pantoja versus Alex Perez. Anthony Smith versus Magomed Akilayev. Alex Morno versus Matthew Semlesberger. Drew Dober versus Rafael Rafael Alves. Alright, that's good there. I want to start with the championship fight. Juliana Pena is still an underdog against Amanda Nunes. A lot of people see that fight as a fluke. I don't. Here's why. Amanda jacked Juliana so hard in that first round and Juliana didn't go away. How do I know? Amanda doesn't deck her this time again and she will go away. I don't know that because... They fought in December, and now it's July. I mean, besides the coaches challenge, Juliana beat her on the Ultimate Fighter. She had three fighters go to the finals, and Amanda only has one. And that one, a lot of people are saying that it should have gone to Juliana's fighter, but that's besides the point it didn't. So I wonder if Juliana already has a psychological advantage there. And then at the end, she started tra- Amanda tried to get into her face, and like Juliana was just brushing her off. I don't know if Juliana's already in her head. But it's a good fight, man. But it's going to be a different fight. I'm pretty sure Amanda's going to conserve her energy a lot better. I, w- I wonder what the second round looks like. Well, I have to see what the first round is, right? Because if 
Amanda goes in there and tries to go all out the first round. It'll probably be a similar ending to the, the first fight, but we'll see, man. We shall see. Brandon Moreno versus Kai Kara, France. This is a crazy fight because both guys have knockout power and they both have good ground skills. What are the betting lines for this card? Anthony Smith is a plus 360 against Live. He's a minus 500. Oh my god. Alejandro Pantoja is a minus 165 over Alex Perez, plus 135. Derek Lewis and Sergey Pavlovich is a pick and fight. Brandon Moreno is the favorite over um, Kai Kara France. And then Amanda Nunez is a minus 275 favorite versus Juliana Pena that's a plus 210. Jesus. Jesus. I'm still, I still can't get over that. Magomed Akilaya versus Anthony Smith. God dang, bro. Like, what the heck? So, yeah, man. Brandon Moreno versus Kai Carfranc should be a good fight. I don't know if it's going to go to the distance. If it is, it's going to be some crazy fight. I'll tell you that much. I do know that much. That if it goes the distance, it will be some crazy fight. And I can't wait. I cannot wait. Let's see what else is on here. Derek Lewis versus Sergey Pavlovich. I just want to see Derek Lewis get a win. Alexandre Pantoja versus Alex Perez. This is interesting, right? Because Alexandre said that he wanted to fight um, Brandon when he was the champion. But if Brandon and Alexandre win, they can fight for the interim belt while Iggy Figgy gets back. The fight I really want to watch is this one right here, which is Anthony Smith versus Magomed Akilaev. Anthony Smith says something very interesting also about this. I mean, if Anthony Smith wins, by all means, give them the title shot. We're going to look at their rankings right now, but let, let me go find what Anthony Smith said. Right here. <laughs> I missed it, sorry. This is no disrespect to Akilayev. I got a lot of respect for his game. I really do. He's good, man. He's very, very good. But he's not the boogeyman that everybody's making him out to be. He's not that guy. E, Anthony Smith saying he's not scared. And I understand why he says that, right? Because the Thiago Santos fight was very lackluster. In my personal opinion, I thought Aquila was going to run through him. And that just didn't happen. But the most intriguing fight of this whole card is this one right here. And I believe they're opening the main card. So you might want to order it early to watch this one. Because I believe this is the best fight on that card. If you're going to order it, right? If you're not, I don't want to know about it. But I'm just saying, if you're going to order it. Or if you're going to a buddy's house, just get there early. Watch that one. That one's probably, like I said, the best fight on the card. Like, it's interesting, right? Because I want to see the leg kicks. And then I want to see if Magomed's wrestling will do anything to him. But we'll have to see, man. It's going to be a good fight. A great fight. Let's move on. Paddy Pimlet's next move, like I explained earlier. I believe... He should fight either on the MSG card or the Las Vegas December card. Or even if he could, because he didn't really take that much damage, try to get on the Nate Diaz card. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Patty Pimblett and Nathan Diaz on a card together? The numbers it'll do, man. The numbers it'll do. That'd be pretty nuts. But I have no idea who they would get him to fight. Okay, now I only got a few more things for you guys. So I don't know, this might be short. Let me just see what I'm doing on time. But we're doing good. We're doing good. Okay, it might be like a regular show, but we shall see. We shall see. I like making these short. I don't like making them super long. But let me see here. Okay, so we all know that Sean O'Malley and Peter Yon are going to fight 
I don't know if they signed yet because last I heard it wasn't signed, but I don't know because they had them at the press conference and everything, so it must be signed, right? So, Peter Yan and Sean O'Malley are going to fight at UFC 280 in Abu Dhabi. Someone within Peter Yan's camp that I asked, I'm like, was Peter promised a title shot? He says no. So then I got to thinking, I'm like, well, why would Peter take this fight? Because I understand people don't like the rankings, but let's look at them. Let's look at them. Oh, hold on. Before I do that, so Anthony Smith and Magomed Arkilaev are 5 and 4, respectively. So the winner of this will cement themselves in the top four. Okay, we have to see who the winner of this is before I can say what would be next for each of them. But let's let's see how this plays out. So going back to what I was saying about Peter Yan and stuff like that. Let, let's see where they're at. So Sean O'Malley is number 13. Peter Yan is number one. I can only think of two reasons why Peter's doing this. One, he really doesn't like Sean O'Malley. And then two, he just wants to see break one of Dana White's golden boys. That's the only reason I see Peter doing this. And because he's a Siberian gangster. I mean, because TJ's going to fight Aljo. Jose is fighting... Mar- I want to say he's fighting Marov this was really? Yeah, he is. Marlon Barra's fighting Dominic Cruz. Rafa, I think he's healing up. Pedro Munoz is healing from an eye injury. Sonia Dong is fighting Corey Sanhagen. Ricky Simone just fought. Frankie Edgar's trying to fight. Umar and Jack Shore just fought. Okay, so it makes sense. He was the only guy open. He was the only guy open. But all the pressure, let's make no mistake about it, is on Peter Yan. Because he's supposed to be able to walk through Sean. In my opinion, because of the level of competition he's faced compared to Sean. And Sean was struggling in that pit. He wasn't struggling in the sense of, I'm getting my ass kicked, no. He was struggling in the sense of the way he talks about himself and stuff like that. It wasn't showing in the octagon. Like, Pedro was in there, and if that fight probably wouldn't have happened like that, it would have been a tough outing for Sean. In my opinion, right? So, we shall see what happens. But I believe Peter Yan is doing this out of anything more than that. He just doesn't like Sean O'Malley and just wants to fight him. So we'll see, man. We shall see. Now, let's clear up the Nate Diaz situation. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to read two articles. I'm not going to read them all, but where I feel it explains what I want to get across. The first one is, Dan Hardy rips UFC for Nate Diaz versus Hamza Chimaev assassination attempt. Someone should start thinking about pressing charges. Okay. Dan Hardy believes the UFC is booking... The UFC's booking of Nate Diaz versus Hamza Chimaev is almost criminal. Earlier this month, the UFC announced that Diaz and Chimaev will headline UFC 279 on September 10th at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. It's a fight that immediately drew criticism from fans as an egregious mismatch, and former UFC commentator Dan Hardy could not agree more. It feels like we're getting to the point where someone should start thinking about pressing charges. Hardy told Ariel Hawani. It doesn't feel like a fair fight. It feels like a very, very cruel thing to do to someone that is a legitimate legend because they've spoken out against the organization. They're going to get executed live on TV. That's kind of how it feels, and it makes me feel uncomfortable to think that's the way it's going to go down. Diaz is on his last fight of his UFC contract and has been attempting to exit the UFC for some time now. Earlier this month, 
Diaz went on the MMA hour and said the company was holding him hostage, refusing to book him while they attempted to re-sign him. Okay. So, what happened here is, again, I'm going to explain this, and if the same people keep hearing me, I do apologize, but I feel like this needs to be said, and I am going to make a video about this because I believe I'll get more eyes and ears there. But, the way this works is, I know there was this thing about the sunset clause, that was probably coming up, let's say, I don't remember the exact date, but let's say October 10th. What are we? July 26th? So from July 26th to October 10th, the UFC has that time frame to offer Nate a fight. If they do and Nate says no, bam, it's no longer October 10th. It's whatever six months from October 10th is. That's when his quote-unquote sunset clause comes into effect. So that's a tactic the UFC uses. Like they'll offer him fights they know he won't take. And it helps them extend the contract. He, they can't add more fights, but they can extend the contract. So that's why when you, if you saw the Nate Diaz interview, he says, give me anybody. I'll fight tomorrow. He just wants out. And, like, at that point, they were only giving him Hamza. He's like, all right, give me Hamza, then I don't care. And Hamza says something funny about Nate, too. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. Um. Oh, that's another thing. Oh, I missed a few things that I wanted to talk about. Okay. David Fieldman of BKFC came out and said that he feels Nate Diaz would be a great addition to the organization. Just no. Please, no. I love Nate too much to see him go through that. Please, no. Just no, please. Please, Nate, please. Don't do it. Anyway, so Nate wants out of his contract. They're like, all right, fight Shemayev. He's like, all right, I'll fight Shemayev. But to say it's an assassination attempt, I think is a far-fetched thing. I understand what he's trying to say is that Shemayev is way bigger, and they just want to make an example out of Nate, which is all true. But to call it an assassination attempt, I think is a little far-fetched. Um, let's see what Leon has to say about it. Leon Edwards thinks the UFC aren't doing Nate Diaz any favors by pitting him against Hamza Shemayev in his final octagon appearance. Diaz will finally get his wish of c completing his last battle in his current UFC contract. When he meets Chimaev in the main event of UFC 279 on September 10th, which takes place at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas and airs on pay-per-view. Although Diaz openly campaigned to fight for the fight, it meant an opportunity to test free agency. There's a sentiment for at least some portion of the public that the matchup is illogical or perhaps even unfair. Edwards, who shared the octagon with Diaz in his most recent battle at UFC 263 in June of 2021, and won by unanimous decision aligned with the notion he thinks after 14 years of service on the roster, the promotion could have provided a more style-friendly matchup to the one to one of the most popular fighters to ever grace the cage. If I put my money on it, I'd probably go Hamza, but i love Nate to get it done, Edwards told MMA Junkie. Me too, Leon. Me too. I lost myself. Oh my god and other reporters during the recent medium scrub in London. He's done so much for the company, and I wish they gave him a veteran a nice fight to bow out to. To give, to give an up-and-coming guy that has four or five fights in the UFC, and a wrestler guy as well, I think they effed up. They should have gave him a better fight, but I would love Nate to get it done. But as I said, if I'm a betting man, I'd probably go with Hamza. He's not wrong. But I have a feeling if Nate can get through this camp healthy, I have a feeling he's going to do better than what we all think. I really do. 
I really do. One more thing, because I forgot to talk about this. Mohammed Mokayev, you guys know that guy? On his post by press conference, he told the media, I don't disrespect media guys, but you give a bullshit guy like Patty Pimlet attention. So what he's saying is, I want to fight Patty. That could be next for Patty. Can you imagine that fight? And they both represent London. Can you imagine? He's not from London though, but he, I guess he moved there when he was younger. So he, on his flag, it's London. Can you imagine? England. Sorry, not London. England. Can you imagine a fight between these two? I'm telling you, you either put it on the undercard of Madison Square Garden and those who know will know how great this fight is. Or you put it on the undercard of Vegas and again, those who know will know how great this fight is. I would love this fight. I'm ready to see it right now. Mm, is that it? Let's see. Yep. Closing thoughts. Uh, Bellator, let's, I saw something about Douglas Lima too. Let me see. Well, why did you do that? I don't want to do that. So this is closing thoughts. I'll let you guys out of here. Dude, I saw something and I hate when I can't find things. Oh no, but that was before the fight. I don't know. Okay, never mind. So Douglas Lima... I don't know if we'll ever see him in the cage again. A lot of people think it's that Tony Ferguson thing that, like, the game has just gotten past him. So, we shall see, man. We shall see. Mm. UFC London, crazy fights. Crazy fights. Keep an eye out for Patty Pimlet. Mohamed, what's his name? I just said it, too. Mohamed Mokayev wants some of him, bro. So, keep an eye out for that fight. That'd be crazy if the UFC makes it now. Knowing them, they won't because they're going to build these guys because... Both these guys have the potential to become mega stars. UFC 277 preview. Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunes 2. Crazy fights coming. Sean O'Malley versus Peter Yan. That's a crazy fight. The fact that that's happening is crazy. Nate is probably going to do better than what we all think. And that's all I got for you guys. Have a good day. Remember, follow me on Instagram, Punch in the Mouth Official. Twitter official underscore P-I-T-M. Deuces later, guys.